This episode is sponsored by Blockbases, your platform to navigate Web3 safely. Remember the feeling you have when you connect your wallet to a new dApp or smart contract, not exactly sure if this is safe or not? Well, Blockbases will answer that question for you before making any detrimental mistakes, risking all your assets in your wallet. With Blockbases, you can easily review dApps and smart contracts that have either been audited or hacked. All dApps and smart contracts have been graded with a security score. And if you find yourself wondering, hmm, maybe there were some shady dApps I connected my wallet to in the past. Well, Blockbases makes it easy for you to scan your wallet and revoke access to any dApps or smart contracts that pose a risk to the funds in your wallet. To try Blockbases today, go on blockbases.com. That is blockbases.com. So welcome everyone to the Cosmos Club, where we talk all things Cosmos, which we daily about what's going on, and then we invite interesting, fascinating, hardworking builders of the Cosmos ecosystem. And today we have Yilmaz, which is certainly one of these people expanding the Cosmos ecosystem. Welcome, Yilmaz, to the club. Thanks. Thank you for having us. It's a pleasure to be here. I like to uh, start these spaces, as you uh, might know already, with a little bit of a personal touch because uh, people in crypto and in Cosmos in particular, mm-hmm. they come uh, from all walks of life. And uh, I don't know if all three of you wants to pitch in, but uh, just curious to hear a little bit of personal background. Uh, what brought you to, uh, to crypto and Cosmos? Is it more like some people have more technical backgrounds, some people have more financial or economics background, um, then some people have graphic design, of course, typically. Uh, diving into NFT projects. So what's your story, guys? How did you end up working and building uh, Yieldbus? Sure. I uh, I think Kak was having some issues. He dropped and joined back. If you could give him back the speaker role and I'll get started. Uh, I have both a technical and a financial background. I started out as an IT guy uh, a couple decades ago uh, and then transitioned over to being a dev, a dev uh, and then worked uh in the back office of a fund that managed, um, you know, a bit of money on behalf of another organization. Um, and, you know, crypto, as far as crypto goes, I heard about Bitcoin probably back in like 2013. It captured my attention. Uh, I just absolutely loved the idea of trustless money. Um, and then the Adam, uh, Ico back in 17, um, attention to it since then and since ibc went live in like spring april of 2021 been paying attention to the eco and then all got released in december of that year and uh, i just fell in love with um sort of the idea of being able to do things um for people without having to have custody and ownership of their assets kako are you back yes sir uh so hey guys my name is Kaku, or uh, in the real world, Mark, you know, whatever you prefer. Uh, I, I come from just a long background of software engineering, uh, a lot of JavaScript, a lot of uh, TypeScript, quite a bit of uh, Elm, if, if, if uh, one is familiar. And uh, yeah, so I largely got involved uh, directly in the Cosmos. Um, around the time when we started Yieldmos, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I kind of always say I'm largely here for the engineering challenges um, involved in creating a big, pro- big project. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for having me. Beautiful. And I don't know if PBU, you want to pitch in? Maybe there's some mic issues here, but um, feel free, BBU. Um, but until then, uh, while the mic issues are getting sorted, let's talk about Yieldbus. Let's talk about what it is, uh, because I think a lot of people, they are huge fans of, of Yieldbus, uh, myself included, by the way. Um, it's super convenient, super easy to use, really. Um, very, very powerful tool uh, in general. I mean, compounding is the seventh wonder, wasn't that? or Sixth Wonder, or whatever it was, uh, that Einstein. Eighth Wonder, I think, actually. Um, and just streamlining that, making that super intuitive and easy to plug and play with uh, on Yieldbus 
is a tremendous service to the entire community. So yeah, let's talk about Yilmaz. What is, what is it and uh, why should people care, essentially? Right, right now, uh, I'll, I'll break this up into two different things. Like what is it right now and, and what we're hoping to release within the next month or so. What it is right now is just a basic uh, staking auto compounder um, that allows you to divide up your staking rewards uh, on a percentage basis uh, where you want them to go. So you could set up something like 25% to validator A, 25% to validator B, 25% to validator C, and then the remaining 25% just gets left in your wallet, right? That's sort of what we are right now. And that all of that um, is being done utilizing uh, this tech, this module called uh, AuthZ. It is um, a shorthand for authorizations, which is basically um, just like it sounds, the user, you, gives Yilmos the authority and authorization um, to be able to do certain things on your behalf. What's awesome about that is you don't have to give up ownership or custody of the asset, of the token, for us to be able to do what we do. Um, and then sort of where, where we're hoping, uh, what we're hoping to release in the next month or so, uh, what we're calling like these outposts. And Kaku, um, do you want to give us a brief on that? Uh, sure. Uh, so, the, if I'm trying to explain kind of the, the simplest version of what it is, is just a set of smart contracts that are going out on these different networks that enable some uh, incredibly high level of flexibility with what you can do with your rewards and tokens, uh, you know, in, the, in these different chains. And, uh, yeah, it's going to vastly uh, increase the number of options that users have. Um, I, th I think that's, like, just the simplest way to put it, in, and if we want, we can go more in depth. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. So, in, in summary, since your mic was kind of breaking up a little bit, we're putting, we're deploying contracts, smart contracts on other networks that support smart contracts that will be able to interact with smart contracts getting kind of meta here, but basically you'll be able to give us permission to um, interact with smart contracts on your behalf and we'll be able to do uh, things that you want. Again, in that same sort of uh, relative paradigm, you know, 25% here, 25% there, 50% here, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, just to pitch in here, because uh, there might be some uh, newbies in the listening to this space. Um, all chains are proof of, uh, proof of stake. Uh, you, you stake your assets and secure the network. Um, that's all great, but with uh, IBC, the beauty of IBC is that you can move assets all around. But typically what happens for the newbie or the normal user in Cosmos is that you end up having assets in all kinds of chains and uh, all kinds of assets with uh, with their native token. And you want to stake that. You want to earn yield on that, um, which becomes incredibly tedious <laughs> very, very fast when you have 5, 10, 15, 20 different assets that you want to stake and then you want to go in and claim the rewards and restake it and all that kind of stuff. So why not just have that on autopilot, which is exactly what Yieldmust does with the RC uh, that you just uh, mentioned also. And exactly. let's talk about that perhaps a bit, um, the off C, because I think that's something that really makes you stand out and something that people are perhaps a little confused about. Like how, why is that more secure and how does that sort of, avoid essentially smart contract risk, uh, which I think a lot of people will, that will be the first question they have. Like, what if you guys get hacked, right? Then are all my funds lost? So let's great talk about question. that maybe. Yeah. Yeah, great question. So I, I first first would say that it doesn't eliminate smart contract risk, but it definitely reduces it, right? If you are engaged in an LP, in a smart contract-based LP, for example, WIND on Juno, you still need to allow their smart contracts to custody your assets and to take part in that LP, take part in those gauges, take part in the voting, take part in the rewards, right? So from that standpoint, it doesn't eliminate the smart contract risk. You still have exposure to their smart contract risk. What it does is it reduces smart contract risk because if you look at the way things work on ETH and some of the products that have come out on Osmosis, um, in order for you to be able to um, in order for you to have allowed someone else to be able to manage that LP for you, you would have to give up. You would literally have to send your tokens 
to that smart contract. And then that smart contract would deposit those tokens into the wind or the osmosis uh, LPs, right? With osmosis, there's no smart contract risk from the osmosis side of things, but there's the smart contract risk for whoever um, is managing that LP for you, right? With an OSZ type paradigm, you can instead um, join the LP and then give Yieldmos the authority, think like delegated permissions, to be able to do certain things with that LP, like take the rewards that you get and compound them back in to the LP. Take the rewards, swap them for a different token. Take the rewards, swap them for a different token, move them to another network and stake them, right? Those are the type of like things that become uh, uh, possible all with OSC without you having to give up the token to our smart contract. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it does. And the people obviously can read more uh, on the documentation and just look it up, really, off C. <laughs> There's a lot of material in that. Um, but yeah, elegant implementation, I think. And, and people will see that right off the bat when they go on, on your website. It's just super intuitive and, and almost dummy proof, <laughs> if you ask me at least. But let's talk about the space that you're in then, because uh, obviously... Uh, people who are more familiar with the uh, cosmos they might know about the uh, restake app um, so yeah perhaps uh, talk about how you guys uh, differ from uh, existing or other solutions out there sure um restake um restake's a little bit different their structure um is uh such that the validators have to you you, you issue the authorization to whatever validator that you're staked with and then the validator themselves will run the like compounding for you. Um, also, they don't have the like flexibility to be able to do 25% here, 25% here, 50% there, right? Um, and furthermore, not every single validator out there supports restake, does not does not like have have that infrastructure in, in place for one reason or another. I know in Europe there's some tax implications, um, other Validators don't want the overhead of, of being of running that. However, we support every single validator out of the box. There's no opt-in required for the validators to become enabled on our platform, right? We support them all, and we support that like split of of staking rewards uh, for every single validator, right? So that's those are probably the few bigger biggest differences. And then that's that's sort of like like right now. Um, and sort of going into the future, once we get these outposts deployed on, on Juno and Osmosis and, and whatever, um, there's not, I don't believe that Restake has anything remotely similar to, to any of that, right? So as we, as we sort of add things and, and build, build things to, to sort of version two, move, move, you know, converge on version two, we're going to get further and further away from, from the, you know, people comparing the two, the two apps. Definitely. I think this is just me talking from my personal experience, of course, but I think most people have a similar experience. Um, you enter Cosmos, you think it's great that you can move assets across chains. It's super cool, super easy. Um, you uh, look at the different APRs for different chains and, okay, what are, what are the risks of investing in this and that and how much do I get from uh, staking them and what is the inflation and all these kind of things. And then immediately when you start having let's say three or more <laughs> tokens on Cosmos, you start looking into restaking and uh, the, yeah, not having to do it manually. And then immediately you you get restaked and yield must. That's the two options. Um, why didn't restake decide to do a similar implementation like yield must? I'm just curious to hear because it, you probably don't know, but it just seems so much easier to use yield must from my personal experience than restake. But also from a technical perspective, they have to do all this work all the time, being compatible with all these different uh, nodes and chains and all that stuff, validators. Why do you think they, they chose that different path compared to Yieldmos? Do you have any idea? Uh, I can I can you can, you know I can assume that they just wanted to get the simplest thing out the door that would make the validators happy. If you think if you think about this from the validator's perspective, if you're if you're validator A, do you want to be compounding to one of your comp competitors? Do you want to be helping one of your competitors out mm. by 
comp compounding your own users right. towards to someone else yeah. right that could have yeah. ruffled some feathers right so right. we try to take a neutral neutral view and we support all of them regardless of of how we do or don't feel about each team right like doesn't matter we're going to support them all makes sense yeah i think yeah i think that's uh you hit the nail on the head uh that's that makes total sense actually <laughs> now that you say it but yeah let's talk more about uh what you guys are building because obviously super cool product that you have um people love it in general uh the people I know in Cosmos at least, and there's, there's quite a few now. <laughs> um, talk to me about how you guys are building a community around your product, because I know you're doing some work with NFTs now uh, to strengthen the community. So yeah, talk to us about uh, building a community around a solid foundation on your product. Yeah, um, I think I think we have sort of a bit of a history there. We, we originally started uh, almost with three people um, the, the third person in question has stepped away due to other obligations and we wish him all the best. Uh, but at the beginning he was sort of, you know, taking care of the community growth. Um, and then, uh, some time went on, we didn't really have, uh, we didn't really put much effort into, to building our community and engaging with the community. Uh, and then we, I think Mark found, uh, BBU or BBU reached out to Mark. Maybe, maybe them two can talk about, um, their genesis, their genesis there. I think the stars aligned and we found each other. But yeah, that that's what happened. <laughs> so about so about building a community, how has that been? Um, I guess I'd I'd like to say that generally I think Cosmos is pretty small compared to Ethereum for example, but it hasn't been bad. And something I really appreciate is how the people that really understand and get what we're doing really, really are really really into it so they're super supportive they'll show up for all the stuff that we have to do and you know it's been great to get that sort of feedback from the community and Kako, feel free to uh, pitch in also you are a speaker again i believe yep thank you oh that sounds so much better thank you for switching or fixing Whatever you did. So talk to us about the NFT project, guys, that you are uh, that you're working on. That's uh, that's something to uh, maybe a little bit of alpha. I don't know uh, how much you guys have uh, been publicly talking about the NFT project. Yeah, sure. I could I could probably speak about this. So we're launching a pass called the Yield Gang Pass, and um, it's a utility-based NFT project, and it's really simple what this does. So the first thing is if you've been a part of our quest on Zili or you've won a spot from one of our collab partners. So for example, if you're lucky enough to win a NFT off of this space from Cosmos Club, um, that means you'd be winning a Yogang Pass NFT. And so two things that you can do with this. The first is you'd be entitled to a token airdrop when we launch on mainnet. And then the second thing is you'd be eligible for a whitelist spot for our next collection which would be a PFP collection, but that's much, much later. Sorry, sorry, I was on mute. So, so, so yeah, what about the details on the NFT? Is it the Marshall Stargaze? What can people do to interact or see perhaps more about the project? Spill us some beans here. I think people are anxious to know. Yeah, sure. So some alpha. Um, total supply is 1,500 NFTs. We're launching on Stargaze. So at the moment, we're collecting stars addresses for our winners. Um, if you're looking to win an NFT, we would love it if you could check out our Zili. We currently have an active quest with Leap Wallet. Um, we also give out NFT spots or mint spots to people in the community on Discord. So if you're available on Friday at 6 p.m. UTC, we have our quiz night and we give out NFT spots to winners and we also give out some stars. And if you're lucky enough to win a spot from one of our collab partners, so for example, Cosmos Club or whatever other project we collab with, you'd be able to win an NFT as well. Beautiful, beautiful. And that was Friday repeat the yeah, date so maybe our, so everybody gets it right perfect so our quiz is every friday at 6 p.m utc in the yield Bonds discord 
Perfect. So if you haven't joined already, join the Yield Monsters Discord and uh, make sure to participate every Friday. Let's talk about the roadmap, guys. Let's uh, let's look ahead. Um, I know you guys have been building for a long time, and uh, as I mentioned a few times now, it's a product that people really love and a very strong foundation. I think so. You can you can really go many places. I think it's just, it's both a great position to be in, but also a difficult position to be in because every time you have this product that people use heavily and is almost like a must-have in the in the entire ecosystem, you can go so many different paths from there. And uh, it's hard to choose sometimes. So talk to us about the roadmap from here with you, Buzz. What can we expect? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot to talk about as far as the roadmap, right? Because there's the L1, which is coming soon. There's the outposts, which are coming soon, right? And kind of to elaborate a little bit earlier, I gave like the highest, highest level overview of what these outposts are. But you know, I could share even a little bit more in depth, right? Specifically, the first two outposts that we've been working on, one will go on uh, Juno, one will go on Osmosis, uh, assuming that the Osmosis governance gods are kind to us. Uh, yeah, and so these are doing things like letting you go. So on the Juno one, you can go from basically any reward stream or just straight up DCAing. Uh, that that exists there. So you could go from wind staking or wind LP positions into just about any other project that exists on the chain, right? And the uh, goal has been to do the same for Osmosis. So being able to automate your Red Bank rewards and do whatever you might want to do naturally there, we should be able to enable that as well, right? That includes paying down your uh, your like deposit on Red Bank or going into Osmosis LPs or just sending to an arbitrary wallet that you might have some reason to be sending to. All these sorts of things. We see this as like the future of what Yieldmos's uh, asset management should look like. Uh, just a quick follow-up on that because I want to dive in a little bit into the outpost uh, parts. Uh, you mentioned that you are implementing with Osmosis and Juno. Why these two? Uh, in particular, Juno, I think is getting a lot of flag from the community these days. Sure. Well, I mean, a, a lot of people have a lot of things to say about Juno, but one of the positives is that it's an incredibly easy place to start building smart contracts, right? Mm. So the ability to go in, see what existing projects are there, and do integrations, the people from uh, Window were incredibly helpful getting getting some of this stuff started with us and uh you know other projects that we're integrating with like uh spark ibc like gelato like uh staking Tanetta dow like all these things were incredibly easy to integrate with and you know we have stuff that while it's not wired into the yield most front end is already live on production and we're doing tests literally in production there so we'll know 100 percent certainty that everything's working great from day one. The story on osmosis is a little bit more tough, right? Because I can test on testnet all I want, but we have to go through GrubProp to actually get things into production. And then, you know, things will probably be 100% right. But there's always like that little extra question. So Juno is a great place or has been a great place for us to get started. And, uh, you know, osmosis is kind of undeniable as like one of the biggest hubs of activity and the DeFi options there are getting incredibly rich, right? So it's just a natural second place uh, to go. And then we have plans to go to the other chains after that, for sure. The other chains being Gelato or you mentioned Spark RBC, you mentioned Spark RBC also, but is there any other chains that you're looking at just to, to uh, also dive <laughs> try to get some alpha out of you guys. <laughs> sure. sure. There's uh, honestly any Mark. Sorry, Mark. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I would say basically any chain that has plenty of, of projects on it and has Cosmosm is somewhere we'll be eventually. I think Kujira and White Whale also come to mind as places to evaluate next. 
did you have any different thoughts there, Gio? I just wanted to add that we'd also, you know, be keeping keeping the thumb on like Neutron and you know any anything else new that launches, right? I don't, I haven't looked at Neutron in a few weeks, but I don't believe that they have anything, as Mark said, rich. They don't have as rich of an ecosystem as some of these other chains that have been around for longer. But as yeah. new chains pop up that have Wasm, their game. Sure, Archway even could be a could be a great candidate. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> the uh, cosmos is growing indeed, and and do let us know, by the way, guys, if there's anyone you want us to put you in co contact with. We uh, spoke to most of these, uh, all of these actually that you just mentioned, but uh, yeah, we have like 100 plus episodes at this point, so we we spoke to quite a few <laughs> in the ecosystem. So just let us know if you don't have any contacts in the, any of these that you just mentioned. Awesome, thank you. What, what about the uh, L1? Talk to us about that. Uh, so that smells like an ad chain. Um, yeah, talk <laughs> to us about the L1. Sure. Uh, first version of the app chain is almost done. I think I have like one little little unit test to run, and then uh, we're going to redeploy the private testnet. We already had a private testnet. We found out a bunch of stuff didn't really work as expected, and things were just a little bit too expensive. So we decided to scale back the initial functionality of the L1. So L1 is going to launch as a, a pure governance only chain um, to help help uh, the community sort of tell us and guide us in what direction we should we should take things in. Um, we did we I, I can go into more detail what we had hoped to accomplish with the L1, but that's that's pretty much you know that's pretty much. Please do please do I think I mean. People in Cosmos love L1s, right? That means that the Cosmos <laughs> is growing, assuming that you're enabling IPC, we can move around assets. And yeah, talk to us about the L1. I think that's uh, super exciting, guys. Uh, sure. Um, we have we had um, hopes that we could, you know, power uh, everything with on-chain processes, with using, you know, messages, transactions over ICA. And after doing some some testing along paired along with ICQ, and two two, two issues came up. One, uh, ICQ just just isn't isn't there yet. There's you know some very basic functionality that it's able to support, but what we need it for just isn't going to cut it. So we had to sort of uh, scrap that and um, pivot to doing it a slightly different way. And then as far as the ICA. Uh, you know, transactions over ICA works great, but it adds a bunch of like overhead costs that I don't think makes sense right now. So sort of those two reasons, after some like extensive testing in a previous uh, private testnet, we decided to pivot and simplify things and sort of wait until these tech technologies mature a little bit. Makes sense. I mean, the Cosmos stack in general is just advancing so fast, I think, uh, from a dev perspective. It's uh, it's pretty awesome to see actually how a lot of ideas uh, back when we had the last cycle, uh, everybody got excited about airdrops and Atom and all that. Um, you could see all these ideas on the drawing board with, uh, yeah, interchange security, uh, mesh security, like all these different things were ideas, but now getting executed on and actually getting to production stage. <laughs> I think that's, that just speaks to the power of, uh, of how developers are coming together in, uh, in Cosmos. A uh, quick question on uh, building your own app chain. Did you consider building a consumer chain also? Because that's possible now, of course. You've probably been thinking about this for longer than uh, consumer chains have been live. But yeah, why did you choose an app chain versus a, a consumer chain? We haven't really. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that the decision to do or not do a consumer chain has been set in stone. Uh, my personal feelings on the matter is that um, might ruffle some feathers with this, but um, Neutron was the first one, right? They don't really have any apps on there. Like there was no real, yeah, no no real danger, no real risk for them to starting off as the first first consumer chain right we are not um you know as fluent with with the tech stack as um some other teams and just like adding on another thing to worry about which in my opinion back in when we decided to do back in the fall 
it wasn't ICF wasn't even finished yet, right? So it's it's um it's something that we're just waiting waiting until it becomes a little bit more mature and then have have another discussion with ourselves, with our community, and see if it makes sense to move over to becoming a consumer chain. Because I think there's you know great, great um benefit from sharing uh atom security massive right yeah yeah and something that the i don't know guys if something happened to the audio uh, i hope you can still hear me um tell me if you can't yeah yeah i can i can still hear you beautiful so something that i think uh is just showing the way for how to launch an app chain in this case is archway i think uh they have done a tremendous job basically lining up all the depths that is needed for a strong ecosystem to get off the ground with a, a DEX like Astro Vault, um, the ID part or uh, yeah, identification, KYC, uh, wallet part. Like they have all these different parts that you expect from a strong ecosystem. And they it just, to me at least, it seems like they just lined that up uh, building, 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 and then only launching when they had all that ready to just go live <laughs> uh, one after the other. Um, and that, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to bring a, a tremendous amount of, of users and legitimacy to what Archway is doing. It's a very solid team also building, so I'm not surprised, but that just seems like the formula of success to launch a, an, an L1. I don't know if that's something that you guys are already doing. It's a hell of a lot of work, right? Uh, and I don't even know if it's possible <laughs> with the L1 that you intend to to build. But I just I just think it's a nice blueprint for other L1s to to try to follow as much as possible. Yeah, I I agree. I I think I've definitely taken a lot of in, like uh, I've been very inspired rather by what Archway has done, and uh, totally. And I think. Kind of in an odd way. So the, the the first version of the chain will largely be around Yieldmost, although I expect further versions of the chain will be greater than, than Yieldmost, right? We're not going to call it the Yieldmost chain, right? It's going to have its own name, its own identity, and Yieldmost will be the first app on the chain. Uh, and in kind of an odd way, Yieldmost already gets security from the other chains because of our use of Auth-Z. Um, so I think for the initial version where like mm. Yieldmost is the main app on the chain, there's way less need than I think a conventional app would have to get a high level of security from the, the hub. And I think it's a, a really quite an interesting case. True, true. Yeah, as I said earlier, there's a lot of things you can do with this. Uh, having a strong foundation, <laughs> many routes you can take from here. But uh, awesome to see that the Cosmos ecosystem is growing with a new L1. We, we love that <laughs> here. So um, looking a bit further, um, and obviously interrupt you guys if you want to talk more about the L1, but trying to look a bit further because we tend in crypto and in Cosmos to look like you know, what are we going to deliver in the next quarter, next half year, maybe next year, max, but not further than that. But let's force ourselves to to, to dream a little bit, <laughs> uh, if you like, um, and think like five, ten years from now. Assume that you execute perfectly on everything you set out to do. How will Yieldmost look like then with the L1 and I'm sure many other things? What will uh, Yieldmost be famous for, perhaps? Wow, uh, it's, that's quite quite a question. I haven't. I don't think I I spend uh, enough time thinking about five ten years ahead. Uh, that seems like a year in crypto is like a lifetime. So it's hard. It's really hard to to sort of see that far ahead. But if you put a gun to my head and force me to answer that question, I think I'd uh, want a similar similar level of recognition as Yearn, right? Beefy those guys that's sort of like mm. the urine of cosmos or the beefy of cosmos right that's that's what i would nice. like to see in the next five years nice see that's what i like about that question it, it forces people to give unpredictable answers because i didn't expect you to say that <laughs> to be quite honest but it makes sense it makes a ton of sense um 
that that's what you're aiming for. And obviously not being a dApp because you're not building on Ethereum, you're launching your own app chain in, in Cosmos. So um, what about you, Kaku? If you have a and a, a different different answer than the, <laughs> than the, yeah, than Yulmos. Sure. Um, so, I mean, my, my answer, I think, is pretty different. Uh, granted, I think mine is probably more focused on, like, where the chain winds up going. Uh, my hope would be that in, let's say, five years, because 10 years is such a, is, is literally an eternity. Um, I, would, I, would, I would want to see the chain be, like, uh, used as the example in crypto of non-custodial apps. And, like, I, like I think in five years, people will be talking about how in crypto we used to use Vault. But then, you know, Yieldmos and their chain came along. And now, like, they kind of set the example for everyone of, like, what actual security should look like, what actual user best practices for handling user funds are. And so, you know, there were all these apps that were launched on that that chain that did things this new way. And then everybody started to come along and follow suit. Beautiful. And yeah, I know, guys, it's an ungrateful question to be asked because in crypto just one year from now is an eternity <laughs> we uh maximum we tend to work with four years every bitcoin cycle is, uh, is the max that we can look into the future uh, which is also on purpose why i asked for five ten years then <laughs> but great great guys it's uh it's super exciting and uh i can just see how launching an, an app chain an l1 with yield bus uh, could just unleash uh, a wealth of uh, particularly DeFi products uh, evolving around staking. I mean, liquid finance, um, liquid staking finance or LSD Fi is just booming like crazy in the Ethereum, in the Ethereum ecosystem. If anyone follows that, you mentioned Jern, for example, but there's a ton of these LF- LSD Fi uh, dApps on Ethereum and yeah, protocols that's getting launched that uh, is getting a lot of attention outside of the Cosmos ecosystem. And if Yilmaz can just spark a little bit of that into the Cosmos ecosystem, that would be that would be fantastic, actually, I think. Guys, um, there's some community questions also that uh, I want to make sure I include here. And one of them is about partnerships, because obviously being a, a, a product that people love uh, gives you a sort of first step into uh, the door uh, or opens up the door for many partnerships. But uh, talk to us about how you guys are expanding, uh, make, striking all kinds of partnerships, both with the uh, yield as it is today, but also on the, on the roadmap uh, that you have ahead with the L1, the outpost, and all the things that you mentioned. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, hey, you want to take this on, Gio? <laughs> sure. I, I don't think we've our, we've spent too much time um, focusing on partnerships right now. Um, sort of the last six months has been like heads down building. We've obviously had conversations with a number of projects, and we've actually had one someone else reach out today, which I haven't even read my, read my messages yet to figure out what that's about. But the partnership talks, I'll say this, the partnership talks uh, between between projects in the ecosystem is flourishing. I mean, there's prob- probably every week uh, we have at least, uh, you know, at least two or three times a month, we have some sort of call with another project in the ecosystem to see how, if we can figure out how to work with them, right? Um, with With sort of the approach that we're taking um, it either, you know, throws people off and people aren't hundred percent sure how it is that we can sort of collaborate together or our approach just straight up doesn't work for them, or they're going to have to like make a few changes in order to be able to accommodate us. Um, or there's already something in the works. Right. Uh, and we're just doing a follow-up call, but like those, those conversations, like people might not see them on Twitter and might see them on Discord or Telegram. But those conversations are happening all over the place. So like it's it's actually quite a close knit community. It definitely is. Um and for better and for worse. 
think we need to open it up a bit sometimes. Um, but yeah, how does how do you guys see just out of curiosity? How do you guys see uh, consoles being paramount to uh, to you for you guys to make it? Essentially, like how can we help you even uh, build Yieldmas to what you are setting out to for Yieldmas to become? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so I think the two questions, right? I think. There needs to be users and liquidity in in the Cosmos eco for us to be able to succeed, right? We're not introducing any new liquidity, and we're not, you know, trying to create value from thin air, right? So something has to be there for us to be able to manage it, right? So I guess you know, bring over as much much of your liquidity over from ETH to Cosmos and sign up with us, right? That's number one. Number two is, you know, part goes back sort of to the community building uh, aspect of it. If you're interested in anything that we're doing, um, come give us a shout. Come talk to us on Discord, Telegram, Twitter. Um, We have, you know, a high level sort of overview of everything that's going around on like, like these 50 or 60 networks out there, right? We can't possibly... Um, know uh, every single app, every single detail, every single DAP, every single initiative on these on all these networks. So, like, we need the community's help to sort of tell us and suggest to us, like, here, you know, take a look at this. I think this would be good in the outpost for the outpost to support. I think it'd be good for you guys to talk to them, etc. Like, we are going to have to lean on all of you to sort of guide us. Um, guide us where, where you want sort of see the product go a little bit and help us out with, you know, making that happen. Yeah. Someone who follows Cosmos quite closely, uh, I can definitely relate. It's so hard to keep up with everything. Uh, this is so too many things happening. It's impossible for, for a small team. We are also a small team here at the Cosmos club. It's impossible to, to keep tracks with everything that's going on. I mean, you, you got conferences happening simultaneously. You got projects launching simultaneously. All kinds of stuff. Like, <laughs> it's uh, it's great, but uh, hard to keep up for sure. If you wanna cover everything and be on top of everything, guys, we have uh, some uh, room there for people to uh, ask more questions. And I can see, for example, Yukon has been uh, requesting to speak for since we began. Really uh, patient, patient man, and. Uh, Patience is a virtue in crypto, so I think we should reward that. Are you guys okay uh, inviting people to uh, to ask a question? Please do. I see, I see 100%, mm-hmm. so I'll go ahead. So, Yukon, I'm approving your request to speak. You should uh, see the... Yeah, I can see the mute icon now. So, if you unmute yourself, Yukon, you can ask your question. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, uh, thanks. Yes, we can hear you. Thanks for the opportunity. It has been an informative and educative AMA session. Uh, so my question for Yudmos is, uh, how does the project this, this centralized model uh, ensure that all stakeholders, including the uh, token holders and the external developers, how fair, uh, how will I put it? How fair and equal see in the direction of, of the project? And then about your NFT, how do you plan to keep the development of the project and also the value of the NFT? Thank you. Do you get that? Yeah, yeah. So I think I think two questions there. Yes. Um so the first question, um, there's gonna be an airdrop where we're gonna be airdropping some of the new network. Uh, token called Temporal, TPRL, to everybody. Um, we're still working out what a sort of the air that airdrop is going to look like, but we we already know that like current current yield most users are going to get some, right? We're going to do uh, how how many uh, months, how many days have you used have you used yield most for? So there's going to be some some weighted um, formula there. Um, also on the networks that we deployed the outposts on. Um, probably we'll get some small airdrop. Um, we've also have the, uh, NFT holders, right. They're going to get some, um, it's, it's, it's a hard question. Uh, it's a hard problem, um, to equitably and equally 
distribute um, you know control over over a network i don't i don't think that that that's that problem's been solved yet i think as as every network does its uh airdrop we we learn um things that we should do and things that we shouldn't do but um i can talk all day about sort of all the airdrop ideas i have but i don't really know what a good answer is to your question about uh, equitably and fairly um, distributing the control over the, over the network to the community. We're going to, you know, that's, that's sort of our aim, but as we see time and time again, no matter sort of what, what the airdrop mechanic is, there always seems to be an edge case or two where a group or a person uh, either purposely or accidentally got more than they should have deserved. Right. And it's just, it's not, not an easy problem. Not, not, there's no easy answer. I think um, dealing with like money and human emotions, there's, there's always going to be somebody who has an issue with, with what it is that we do or don't do. Right. All I can promise you is that we're going to try, try our best and, and do our best and take community feedback and, and incorporate all of that into it. Right. So um, if you're passionate about that, interested in that, I, I, I encourage you to follow and and um, once we open up the governance forums to to sort of speak speak your mind, right? And as far as the second question, I think uh, BBU, uh, do you want to talk about the um, NFT and how the NFT project is going to support the other project and whatnot? Um, yeah, so I'm not sure I quite caught the last question, but I'm guessing if you're wondering what the NFTs are for, um, the first obvious thing is for a token airdrop. So we are incentivizing more community participation. So if you're doing tasks on Zili, if you're a part of our quizzes, if you're active in the community or, you know, active in one of our collab communities, you're able to win this NFT and eventually get a token airdrop for that. And, you know, for the PFP collection, that's more of a community identity thing. So we actually want to see you guys rocking these PFP collections where they drop eventually. But holders of the Yield Gang Pass would be able to get on the... Um, whitelist for the nfts and i think it's important to note that none of these nfts are paid so everything is completely free and also you wouldn't have to mince the yield gang passes they will be airdrops to eligible wallets you know so if you're on the white list for the pass if you're um one of the winners for any of the whitelist spots all we need is your star's address and that's stargate zone and we will airdrop these nfts to you so please remember you don't have to mint them they're completely free and you will get an NFT on 25th of September. Also, okay. I, have, I, just, I, I feel compelled to add that the that the Yilging passes are so shiny and pretty. Like that in itself is utility. <laughs> Incredibly true. Yeah, nice. art is utility as well, guys. <laughs> Beautiful. Do you have time right. for another one, guys? Because uh, there's another... Good luck to your project. Sorry. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah what's uh, going on? We'll take another one then. So DCOM has been uh, very patient also. DCOM24, I just accepted your request to speak and you should be seeing the mute icon. Yes, I can see the mute icon, Deco. So if you unmute yourself, you can uh, ask a question to Yilmaz. Yep. Yep. Thanks for bringing me up to speak in this EME. Please, I want, to, I want you to tell us a little about your team members. What are you guys working on now in the project? Thank you. I am currently working on getting the uh, L1 ready to launch. And Mark Kaku is uh, working on uh, getting the outposts uh, squared away so they can get launched on Juno and... Uh, Osmosis and BBU is working on uh, community and partnerships. And oh, I feel like we also need a shout out to the to the most underrated uh, contributor who's who's in here, Gigi Codes, working on the Wallet Connect integration. 
Good point. I didn't realize she changed her name, but yeah. Yep. 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 Beautiful guys. Yilmaz, all of you, it's been a pleasure to have you on again. Uh, last time when we spoke, it's been a while, but the last time we spoke, the connection was uh, not ideal, but this time we uh, managed to prevail. So, uh, Great to have you back and uh, great to see all the progress. It's going to be super exciting to to follow you uh, in the near future, really, because there's a lot of things going on and it's a product that everybody knows about. So we'll definitely make sure here at the club to uh, to inform people about what's going on. And then maybe we will see you again, hopefully soon, when you uh, launch, in particular, your, your L1. I think that's something that a lot of people in Cosmos will be excited about. So, uh, yeah, all the best, guys. Thank you for having Thank us you. and appreciate the second chance. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Definitely. Thanks. Bye. Take care, guys. Good luck. Bye. This episode is sponsored by Blockbases, your platform to navigate Web3 safely. Remember the feeling you have when you connect your wallet to a new dApp or smart contract, not exactly sure if this is safe or not? Well, Blockbases will answer that question for you before making any detrimental mistakes, risking all your assets in your wallet. With Blockbases, you can easily review dApps and smart contracts that have either been audited or hacked. All dApps and smart contracts have been graded with a security score, and if you find yourself wondering, hmm, maybe there were some shady dApps I connected my wallet to in the past, well, Blockbases makes it easy for you to scan your wallet and revoke access to any dApps or smart contracts that pose a risk to the funds in your wallet. To try Blockbases today, go on blockbases.com, that is blockbases.com.